The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. This is Payoff Pitch. We are the primary baseball betting show at Action Network. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, alongside the usual suspects, Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor, and Action Network senior writer, Sean Zarillo. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Analysis, breakdown of the slate. That's why we're here. Please rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. 16-game slate. The Twins and Guardians have a doubleheader today. Also, we're going to try a little something different here with the format of the show. Uh, Not to say that we didn't enjoy the previous one, but it's more of an organized format to make it more... Uh, help you process what exactly we're talking about. We'll get to best bets off the top. We'll fade the public. A lot of money coming in on a certain side. And we'll give our takes on to see if there's value going the other direction. We like to call that fade the public. Underdogs. If there's a favorite underdog play on the board, we see this. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. So it's a great way to organize that section. And then uh, some other topics. Of course, there's some big series, other series that are more important than others a la matchups of the day, which we did in previous episodes. And then before we wrap, Colin and Sean will each go through some of their other favorite plays on the board. But as I said, we will start with best bets. We'll get that right out of the chute. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. We'll start with Sean Zarilla. What do you got for us? Yeah, get my least favorite part out of the show <laughs> as quickly as possible because best bets have not been kind to me and all of my bets are my best bets. You can find them all in the Action Network app. And I have a very tough time at narrowing down and choosing which are my best bets because they're all roughly a 2 to 5% edge. But amongst them today and amongst my favorite bets this season have been to bet against Patrick Corbin. The Nationals are 3-12 and 12 in his starts. And you look at his stack catch page and it is all blue. 
bottom one to 3% in every expected indicator, pretty much expected ERA, expected Woba against batting average, slugging. All of Corbin's metrics have fallen off of a cliff. His strikeout minus walk rate has halved since that World Series run that the Nationals have had. And really, his spin rate has fallen. Fastball velocity has fallen. Across the board, there is nothing to like about Patrick Corbin's profile. Meanwhile, on the other side of the matchup, Jose Quintana actually having a bit of a revitalization with the Pirates this year. His metrics are at their best mark since the 2017-2018 seasons. Guys who are more pitch-to-contact guys in general are excelling this year as the ball has not flown as far. On top of that, the Pirates are the much better defensive team. About an average defensive team and defensive run saved. The Nationals are dead last in defensive run saved. And you look at pitchers who have been harmed the most by their defenses. Corbin actually ranks first in baseball amongst pitchers affected most by their defense negatively. On top of that, the Pirates have the better bullpen. Now, maybe in tie games, when they're behind by a run, they don't optimize their reliever usage. But generally speaking, when they do pull ahead in games, they use guys like Will Smith, bring in Bedner late, maybe even for two innings sometimes. I know he blew it against the Rays the other day, which was surprising. But the Pirates, top to bottom, are the better team, and they have the better pitcher on the mound today. So Pirates have plus money, plus 110 for the first five innings I like to minus 105. And for the full game, I like their line down to plus 102. I make them favorites in both halves. Okay. Pirates have lost four in a row. And Zarillo thinks they end that streak tonight. Colin Whitchurch, your best bet for this Tuesday slate. Yeah, I'm going to a game that that might be of interest to you, Brendan, uh, in Chicago right now. Cubs-Reds at Wrigley Field. I understand you're going to be in attendance. And I'm I'm fading both starting pitchers in this matchup. It's Luis Castillo against Keegan Thompson. Castillo's ERA is right in line with his peripherals, but he has an unsustainable 257 Babbitt right now. That's way lower than his career average. I do think that he's going to kind of regress here a little bit going forward for as long as he's in Cincinnati. His ground ball rate has also dipped under 50% for the first time since 2018. Never good news at Wrigley Field if he's allowing a lot of fly balls. And the Cubs are a little bit more powerful offense than than you would expect given their struggles overall this season. Keegan Thompson's ground ball rate is hovering right around league average, but he is due for a little bit of regression. He has a 310 ERA, but his XFIP's up at 4.22. Number one factor today, though, however, is the wind. Always a big deal at Wrigley Field. It's blowing out straightaway center field at 10 miles an hour. Really gusty there, Lake. It's getting hotter. So I like the over here. I liked it at eight and a half. I still like it at eight and a half. If you can find it out there, it might still be out there somewhere. It was there overnight and I would still take the over at nine. I uh, can't confirm a little gusty out there this morning. Went out and got my coffee. Uh, yes. It's very beautiful here in Chicago. I am in Chicago and I am very much looking forward to betting on this game tonight. Cause you know, Wrigley's great and all I, I've, I've heard great things. It's my first trip to Wrigley field, but come on, you know, you gotta have a little, little action on the game. It makes it a little more, a little more compelling. You saw the the new. It's 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 a shame you're not going to be there when that new sports book's open. They just showed all the renderings. Of the, the sports book they're building at Wrigley looks awesome. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, maybe I'll take a peek. I mean, of course, I know it's not open yet, but maybe get a peek at it uh, in person. Very good. I'm glad we got that off the top there. Uh, Cubs Reds. Okay, moving on. Next section of our uh, of the pod here. We're going to talk about fading the public because a lot of times you'll open up the Action Network app if you haven't done so already. We encourage you to download it, open an account. Great stuff there. Uh, you can see that the Dodgers today or for this evening are getting a ton of the money and the bets. 87% of the bets, 99% of the money 
on the Dodgers tonight. They got blanked by the Rockies uh, last night as their road trip continues. So they're playing the Rockies again, and everyone's on the Dodgers. Zerillo, are you? I am for the first five innings. I bet the Rockies yesterday, and the Rockies were a very anti-public side, but I'm going against them today. If you can get plus 200 or better on the Rockies for the full game, I think they actually are value play. And this is one of those games where I show value both on the first five on one side and the full game on the other side. Dodgers bullpen a bit roughed up in that series in Atlanta. Got some length from Tyler Anderson yesterday to maybe alleviate that, but still show full game value on the Rockies. But first five line, definitely like the Dodgers up to about minus 195. Clayton Kershaw showing his best indicators since the 2016-2017 seasons. And Kyle Freeland's strikeout rate has regressed relative to where it was last year, down about 5%. Strikeout minus walk rate down a similar amount. And the Dodgers don't strike out. They chase less often than any other team. Maybe that has come up a little bit without Mookie Betts in the lineup. But Dodgers' first five line is the side for me. And my pregame bet, if it's tied after five innings, if the Rockies are down by a run, I may look to jumping live on the other side. Colin, highest total on the slate today, 11 runs. You factor in the ballpark, you factor in the Dodgers. In all likelihood, maybe they get a bounce back night. Um, are, you, are you playing a side or are you looking at a total? Yeah, so I lean toward the Rockies if we're just talking about the fade, fade the public route. Right. And that's because the Dodgers offense is a lot less potent against left-handed pitchers like Freeland. Second best offense against right-handed pitchers, 116 weighted runs created plus against lefties. It drops down to 105, which of course is still above average because they're the Dodgers, but they're just not as good of an offense against lefties period. However, I'm probably not going to be playing a side on this game in general because I don't want to bet against Clayton Kershaw. I love the total in this game. I think that you combine what Kershaw has been doing this year, which Zerillo mentioned his peripherals have been amazing. And you factor that in with, the Dodgers being less potent against left-handed pitchers with Freeland on the mound. 11 and a half. You can, you can still find some 11 and a half out there. I love that. I would still bet it under at 11. Okay. Very good. Again, Dodgers Rockies tonight, all the money coming in right now on the Dodgers. So we'll see if the public, uh, public comes through tonight. They didn't uh, last night. Underdog plays. We, we typically touch on these when we go through plays on this podcast. Where's my dog? Zarillo, you're you're typically a lot of times you're already you've already been on record to be on plus money today. Your best bet being the Pirates. What's another uh, underdog play? Your favorite underdog play you might be on for today? Baltimore, a team who has made me a lot of money this month. Their first winning month in quite some time, I believe, fourteen and ten in June, and it's mostly been their offense. Adley Rutschman hitting of late. But for the month of June, they actually rank 11th in WRC+. Plus, so their offense has been much better. Their bullpen is 12th in expected FIP. They have some good arms out there like Felix Batista, who are kind of flying under the radar. So Baltimore, just in general, is playing some good baseball. Their offense is hitting. Robbie Ray has been much better lately, don't get me wrong. Throwing his sinker a ton, getting much better results. Looks back to his Cy Young form of last season. But I think Dean Kramer is a little bit underrated too. So Baltimore... Plus 155 for the full game, plus 152 for the first five innings. I like both of those lines down to plus 147. Going to keep riding the O's. Very nice. Five games under 500. I don't don't think it was either of you, but I was working with somebody else recently. And if you put the Orioles in, say, the AL Central, they could be competing for for possibly a division. Uh, Really, yeah, the Central, the other divisions, but Houston and the Yankees and Red Sox, of course, the East. Probably the only other division they could compete in, but... Yeah, I mean, they've been good. I mean, 
but again, you think Orioles, you think stink. And that's just not been uh, it's not been the case lately. We're seven and three in their last 10. And Zarillo said a winning month here in June. How about you, Colin Whitchurch? I feel kind of cheap with my underdog pick, to be honest, because there's a <laughs> lot of really fun underdogs out there on the board. Zarillo mentioned the Orioles. I love them. Our guy Tariq Scoobles on the mound for the Tigers tonight. Yeah, we, might get to, we might get to him later. Zach Gallen is pitching for the for my snakes, but I, I'm going with the games that already mentioned. I'm going with the Pirates as my underdog pick, and it's a straight fade of Patrick Corbin. We talk a lot about ERAs versus expected indicators. Well, Corbin's got a 6.6 ERA, and he's every bit as bad as that pitcher. My favorite Patrick Corbin stat is he, a lot, he leads the league and hits allowed, earned runs allowed, and also, he's tied for the league lead in complete games because he threw a complete game uh, against the Rockies earlier this year, and and one is good enough to tie for the league lead. You know, my, my only worry in this game is Quintana. He's been about a run better than his expected indicators. There's some serious regression coming for him, and, and you're talking to one of the biggest Jose Quintana stands in the world. I, I love that guy from his time in Chicago. But I think that he's going to do enough against the, the Nats below average offense and fade Corbin. I, I like the pirates here. Plus one five. I should mention on that game. Cause we both talked about it. I also like the overs, the first five over five and the full game over dropped from nine and a half to eight and a half overnight. Now that it's below the key number, I would absolutely love that over eight and a half. I bet the over nine and a half. I'm rarely off by that much on the line movement for a total, but at eight and a half, I certainly like it a lot more than nine and a half. Payoff pitch continues. Typically when we do this show, folks, we, really just hammer home the day slate, right? So a big slate today, 16 games. You get a lot of games on Fridays because that's just normally a start of a series or just you know, teams are always in action on Fridays. But every once in a while, we like to kind of take a step back, big picture topics. And our topic of the day, the Yankees have now overtaken the Dodgers as World Series favorites. The Yankees at plus 425, I'm seeing on DraftKings. Dodgers next at plus 450. Zerillo, with that being said, we're not just going to make this a Yankees-Dodgers conversation, but with that being said, seeing some movement now as we move closer to the month of July, the contenders really begin to separate. Any value you're seeing for, for World Series or any other uh, team future angles here? Yeah, so let me just talk about the Yankees and Dodgers first. There is no value in either of those teams. Don't bet into plus 450s right now at this point in the season. You're probably going to get the same number around postseason time. And the reason the Yankees have overtaken the Dodgers is because they've built up a bigger divisional lead. Right. The Dodgers have two teams on their heels, but even the most optimistic projections on those teams, plus 465 for the Yankees and plus 520 for the Dodgers at Fangraphs and Pocota respectively. So do not bet into those lines at this point in the season. You will get the same number around the time the postseason starts. Longest shot, best shot on the board right now is the Twins. Their most optimistic projection is around plus 2,900 from Dakota. You can get them around plus 4,000 out there. I expect them to make a deal for a starting pitcher at some point, be it Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas, a couple of guys we talked about. And then the two other teams showing value are your two World Series finalists from last year, the Braves and the Astros. The Braves around plus 700 is the projection Fangraphs. The Astros around plus 566 is the projection from Fangraphs as well. You can get them at plus 1,300 and plus 650, respectively, of those two. I certainly prefer the Braves. This team always seems to build as the season goes along, bringing up prospects like Michael Harris, the way Spencer Strider is looking. Those two may be two of your three finalists for the National League Rookie of the Year award. The Braves look tremendous. As a Mets fan, they're completely terrifying right now. So I think the Braves are going to make another run come postseason time, maybe even overtake this division down the stretch run. 
Yeah, even though Sunday night didn't go well uh, for them, the way that game finished, the the Braves like they've got there's some juice there. Even with they're the scary. Game. Yes, they, and no Acuna right now either. So when you know once he gets back in that fold, if he was in that lineup on Sunday, maybe the game plays out differently. But they're they're a scary scary team, especially come postseason time. And Max Reed has been better than ever as well. Agreed, agreed on all fronts. How about you, Colin? A, a future, a team you might be looking at uh, for the World Series of the year. This is a team, a team I was down on uh, at the start of the season, but it's the St. Louis Cardinals, plus twenty eight hundred. They're still underdogs in the NL Central, half game behind the Brewers, but they're sitting here right now with the second best run differential in the National League. A very nice sixty nine runs above average here. Offensively, they're in line with teams like the Mets, like the Padres, that they're competing with uh, at the top of the National League. I think that this team is probably going to win the NL Central at this point. I, I know that we've always, this site, this podcast, we've been big Brewer stands going back to last season. Zerlo, we, we all won a lot of money on them last year, but the Cardinals offense with, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt playing at an MVP pace, they, they've called up Nolan Gorman, who's been very good. And this is a team that's probably going to make a move. They, they have the goods to make a move more so than the brewers who have one of the worst farm systems in baseball could see the Cardinals going and getting one of those top starting pitchers on the market. Both of whom are going today. Luis Castillo. We talked about already Frankie Montes is pitching today. Could see the Cardinals making a move for one of them. That's their big question mark right now is they're pitching because they have the offense to compete with any team in the national league outside of the Dodgers. So plus 2,800, I think is, Great value. You can find them at plus 1,200 to win the National League still. And there's still plus money to win the Central, plus 130. Zerilla, you talked about the Braves. I love them as well. I got them around plus 250 to win the NL East a few weeks ago. That number is only shrinking as they they catch up to the Mets. But but Cardinals are, are where I'm looking just as a straight value play right now. I mean, you, you look at if – we, if we would have sat here and talked a year ago, the Braves were probably, right, I think, around plus 2,000 to win the World Series last year. So – you know, you're not going to find any value on the favorites. The Cardinals are are right there in the mix at 2,800. Charlie Morton also pitching much better for the Braves. And I mentioned it multiple times, but getting that guaranteed three-game wild card set, it's going to help a few teams. And the Braves are certainly one of them with the way their pitching staff works out. So you give them a guaranteed three-game wild card set against almost anybody, and they can match up pitcher for pitcher. Real, really quick before we move forward here, as Colin said, the Cardinals at plus 140 to win the Central. I know we did some preseason uh, episodes here on payoff pitch. Also the action network podcast with baseball previews. Zerillo, I am pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong. You did bet the brewers to win the division. Um, I, yeah. Are you in a, any position, either of you in a position to take the Cardinals here as, as a potential hedge or you'd stay away from that. I'm staying away personally. Uh, Fangrass, Dakota both have Milwaukee between 66 to 70% still to win that division. I think they were a touch higher on them coming into the year, maybe closer to 75% combined. But at this point, I think the odds are about right, if anything, and I'm not hedging off my position. Okay, very good. Uh, Final portion of the show. And again, we want to remind you that when we are done this podcast, but we're going to have more throughout the week. We come to you live Fridays on the uh, unpayoff pitch. But also keep in mind, we'll have our live YouTube show exclusively available on the Action Network YouTube page. Payoff pitch goes to video form, and we will talk to you all again tomorrow, Wednesday. We usually flip-flop between Wednesdays and Thursdays, depending on the slate, but there will be more coming your way. This is a similar format if you're enjoying uh, so far here on Payoff Pitch. Before we wrap up, let's go around the diamond, as we typically do 
each of you give a few, you, you touch on a few games and, and give an angle that you like uh, that sticks out. As Zarillo says, they're all his best bets. So, uh, Sean, you've got a couple games here you want to hit, and then we'll go to Colin. Yeah, a few more bets that meet my projection criteria and my edge bars. The Diamondbacks, first five to minus 115, and their full game line to minus 102. The Tigers' money line to plus 160. I'm a big fan of both Zach Allen and Tark Scoobal, so far be it for me to lay off of those teams and those pitchers when I show value on those guys. Colin's also going to mention a total that I like in that Giants game that I think is probably the sharp side of that number as well because it's a bit contrarian. And then lastly, Brandon, I know you're going to the Cubs game tonight, so I hope you enjoy it. And I hope the Cubs take care of both halves. I like their first five money line to minus 112 and their full game money line to minus 114. Keegan Thompson, I think, is still a bit underrated by the market. I know Colin said he has room for regression, but he does have a 3.4 expected ERA, and he's pitched quite well this season. So I'm going to keep backing Keegan Thompson until he falls off. Wow, we've we've hit on every angle of this game. I love it. The first five, the full game, the total. I mean, all the bases are covered for yours truly. Love that. A uh, single game parlay for you. There you go. Colin uh, with Church, what do you got for uh, some final bets before we wrap? Yeah, Zarilla mentioned Tigers, Giants. I'm going straight contrarian on the total here. Obviously, a super appealing pitching matchup, Treek Scubel against Carlos Rodon. Total of seven is just too low, a little too much respect for these pitchers, and particularly these bullpens, Detroit's bullpen. They're, if you look at their full season numbers, I think they're still somewhat above average, but it's a lot of smoke and mirrors there. They have a lot of weak arms in that bullpen. And Scooble hasn't been that great in his last few outings. Love betting against, or I love betting on Scooble. I still might talk myself into it later, but the Giants are above average against lefties. Scooble's been a little bit uh, susceptible to getting hit around the last few outings. The Tigers' offense obviously is terrible, but they are better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. They're, they're like historically bad against righties they're just kind of average bad <laughs> against lefties and they have a lot of familiarity with Rodon for his time in the AL Central with the White Sox so I think over seven is the play here I might stay away at seven and a half um, seven gives you the the uh, opportunity for a push at least but I like the over in that game my other pick and and this was definitely in contention for my best bet kind of off the wall pick it's a it's a player prop it's Jonathan Heasley the Royals against the Rangers tonight. Heasley's someone I've definitely been keeping an eye on and I'm going to look to bet. I'll probably bet the Royals money line as well tonight. But Heasley has a great pitch mix. He throws his four-seamer around 50% of the time. His changeup is his best secondary, but he can throw the curve and the slider over 10% of the time. So he has a lot of confidence in all four of his pitches, and he seems to mix and match depending on matchup. If you look at his start-by-start pitch usage, it's kind of all over the board. So I see a lot of confidence there in his ability. If you look at his full season numbers, you'd, you'd be a little bit hesitant to bet him, but he seems to have figured something out lately. His walk numbers for the full season are through the roof, but his last four starts, he has 22 strikeouts against just six walks in 22 innings. He's gone over three and a half strikeouts in all four of those starts and five of his eight this season. You can get over three and a half strikeouts on Heasley at minus 110. I love that bet tonight. Just wanted to mention for the Giants total, the wind is also blowing out to center at 12 miles an hour. So I actually have this total closer to seven and a half. And I'm in full agreement with Colin on that over in San Francisco. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Good stuff, gents. Hope you all enjoyed the the format of the show. A little more organized and uh, get you set. You know, you can kind of, find your way through and navigate to certain sections to uh, get you set for a big day 
in baseball. Once again, as a reminder, we are live Friday. We'll come to you live Friday uh, with the episode of Payoff Pitch to get you ready for Friday's slate. That'll be out you know, first thing in the morning, early afternoon before games start. So look forward to that. And then also tomorrow, Wednesday, June 29th uh, at noon Eastern time, we'll be live on the Action Network YouTube page, exclusively available Payoff Pitch, getting you set for some day games and the other action across Major League Baseball. For Colin Whitchurch and Sean Zarillo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch. We'll catch you again on Friday. Good luck today, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.